If you were to look at 10 people standing on the sidewalk, all of them about the same age, all of them had grown up here in Pittsburgh and spent their time in Pittsburgh, would you be able to look at them and say, well, that person is going to end up with Alzheimer's, but that one won't. Neither will that one, but that one, yes, that one, yes, that one, no. Of course not. You can't do that. But what if there was a way that accurately we could look at those people and say, these cognitively healthy people, these five may end up developing Alzheimer's disease and these five may not. Boy, what a difference that would make. We are delighted to be joined right now by Dr. Bruno Belliver, who is a Ph.D. at the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine, who has just published an amazing piece in the journal called Nature Medicine this week that is talking about being able to look at blood biomarkers to predict the development of Alzheimer's disease. Doctor, thank you very much for being on KDKA. How are you? Hey, hi. Uh, I'm good. Thank you for having me today. So how did you develop an interest in terms of looking specifically at Alzheimer's? Or was your interest more in looking at these biomarkers and that led you to the Alzheimer's discussion? Yeah, so this, uh, we started looking at these biomarkers specifically for AD pathology. Uh, because we have several biomarkers that can uh, be altered in different diseases. So we were trying to understand specific biomarkers of Alzheimer's disease pathology. That's our main goal. So what are biomarkers? Help us to understand from, if somebody doesn't know the first thing about biochemistry, doesn't understand, what is a biomarker and what does it signal? What does it do? Okay, perfect. So a biomarker is any protein in your body that is able to tell you something about uh, any condition. So we have many biomarkers that we look uh, in the blood, like cholesterol, triglycerides, uh, that we use on routine practice, but we currently do not have standard ones for Alzheimer's disease. So this has been a field that evolved a lot in the last couple of years. So how then did you get to the point where you started looking at particular biomarkers and identify then the correlation between them and Alzheimer's? How did you draw that uh, correlation? Okay, so we know the pathologies and the proteins that are related to Alzheimer's disease uh, from post-mortem studies. So actually, when people with Alzheimer's disease die, they can donate their their brains and then we understand what was happening with their brains and then we move to see if we could identify the things that were altered in the brain of these people that are not uh, present in people that uh, did not have alzheimer's disease and then if you could find these changes in other places of the body so we moved from the brain to the cerebrospinal fluid and then to the blood. One of the things that we oftentimes hear is that when they do an autopsy on someone who has donated their brain to say Alzheimer's research is that we hear about plaque or we hear about tangles or we hear about the amyloids that are there. Are, are those the sort of things that you are talking about in terms of the pathology in postmortem studies? 
Exactly, perfect. So the two main markers of Alzheimer's disease that are uh, were found since the past in the brain is amyloid uh, beta that are uh, accumulate that accumulates in the brain in forms of plaques and tau that accumulates in the brain in the forms of tangles. So those are the two uh, traditional markers of AD that uh, we detect in the brain and then we could detect in the blood. And our research adds up to these biomarkers. Are tau and are those amyloids, are, are those circulated through the system or do they tend to be trapped in the brain and stay only there? Yes, yeah, so what uh, was recently found, uh, discovered in this field, is that we can actually measure these biomarkers in the blood. So they, yes, they are not trapped in the brain, they can move through the circulation. So that's the main point, so we can measure this uh, in an easily way, like using just blood samples. As I was reading about your research and reading about the, the journal article itself, one of the, the, the key factors is this term that comes up called an astrocyte. And tell us what these astrocytes are. They're described as being star-shaped brain cells, but how did that play a key role in your research? Okay, so astrocytes are brain cells. So our brain has four main brain cells. One of them is very well known, that are the neurons. And we have the glial cells, and one of the most important glial cells, most studied in AD, is astrocytes. So everybody has astrocytes in the brain, and they work, uh, when they work in the, during normal conditions, during healthy conditions, they play several functions that make your brain work in a, health, in a healthy way. So when you have an injury to your brain, like amyloid plaques, then these cells start uh, working in a way to compensate, try to work harder to compensate the damage that these amyloid cells, uh, the amyloid accumulation makes in your brain. And this we call astrocyte activation or uh, astrocytes, um, sorry, reactive astrocytes. And these cells were very overlooked uh, along the years in Alzheimer's disease. And then we thought that it might contrib actively contribute to AD. So you're saying that if you are finding these reactive astrocytes, the reason that they are there is because they are battling the issues having to do with amyloids, and therefore that is a signal that there's something going on with Alzheimer's disease. Do I say that correctly? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like that. So if we see that these uh, cells are working more or reacting more than they normally do, so it means that they are... Uh, detecting some injury in the brain. In the case of Alzheimer's, it, it can be the amyloid plates, but it, of course, can be other things in other kind of the disease. But in the case of Alzheimer's, is the uh, amyloid plate. So, how long until something like this becomes uh, available to the public? Is this just sort of the very early stages of this? Uh, obviously, there's there's not been anything developed that becomes something that goes onto a store shelf just yet, but what happens next now that this has been published? 
Yeah, so now uh, we have a better idea of what this biomarker tells about the disease. Uh, of course, it just has been used in clinical research. Uh, we do not have any plans uh, or, uh, to have it available commercially, but uh, we will start a project soon here at UPMC where the physicians, we can uh, be able to order this test and then we see if they will contribute, contribute to physicians' diagnosis of Alzheimer's disease. Well, thank you very, very much, doctor, for helping us to understand this. I realize that, that our understanding as people who are non-scientists is very rudimentary, but thank you for boiling this down into a way that we can start to understand what it is that you are doing there. Thank you very, very much. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for your interest in our research. Absolutely. Again, the lead author on this paper, Dr. Bruno Belliver, is joining us here on KDKA. This research just published this week in Nature Medicine, a biomarker that can predict if cognitively healthy elderly will develop Alzheimer's disease. Done right here in Pittsburgh. Just magnificent.